Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 874 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Pyle. Joined today by the duo of Ben Funky Askren and James Dean Raider. And on a very, very rainy, nasty day here in Austin, Texas. What? As JD said when he got here, we needed it. We needed the rain. We need the rain, Ben. <laughs> Arizona probably needs a little rain. How you doing, Ben? Oh, no rain here in Arizona. Um, it's actually colder than what I expected. It was like, I don't know, 60, 65. Nice to get some sun, though, because I'm going home today, and I'm not traveling for like six weeks, and it's going to be cold as crap in Wisconsin. Whoa, six weeks, really? I don't travel, yeah, I don't travel again to the end of January. It's pretty pretty great. That's, That's a pretty, pretty long awesome. stretch for you. Yeah, it's nice. Okay, well, congratulations. How was... How was uh... Uh, AWA time uh, in, in Arizona. How many kids uh, go? We had we had twenty kids come. So we did uh we hiked Piastua Peak on Saturday morning together. That was fun. Uh and then we did uh we did an all PL camp. So all of the teams from PL showed up and we did a camp together. Um some of the different coaches coached. It was a lot of fun. Uh and then Sunday we did the wrestling and it was great also. Um and then uh, we all hung out, all the coaches hung out and talked about things together Sunday night. Uh, and now I'm talking to you guys. Yes, you are. And now we're up to speed. That's good Absolutely. stuff. Do you guys do any like fundraising? How do you how do you get 20 kids to all fly to Arizona and all that yeah. stuff? Uh, I We got a pretty committed bunch, told them to get a lot of good matches. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of them want to get out of the cold. She's get out of the cold. So some of the whole families came and. You know, I know some of them went top golfing with each other last night, for example. But you know, we did the hiking and the camp thing, and uh, I think everyone had a good time. Okay, good stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. So a little bit of um, weekend wrestling to discuss. There was not a ton over the weekend of like significant note, but we'll get into that, and we'll get into we're going to discuss the collegiate duels, which are starting today, concluding tomorrow. A lot of really good matches coming up there. Um, but also wanted to take a little time. Every time we do the show and Ben talks like coaching, mindset, 
youth <laughs> philosophy, etc. I everyone is like that is the that's when the show's at the at the, its best, and I I agree with it. And there's all obviously an element of this show's very current events. But um, when Ben texted me, "Hey, what are we talking about tomorrow?" I was like, "Well, <laughs> well great question." And then I I mentioned this. I actually first the first thing I said was, "We're talking about if Die Hard is a Christmas movie." No, the, the, the classic. What a disgusting debate. The classic debate. That's been going on uh, forever, but that was almost certain we did this last year, didn't we? I don't, I don't remember, but I think it's a rite of passage for any show. You have to discuss around this time of year if Die Hard is or is not a Christmas movie. Um, but we're not really going to yeah. talk about that. But we are going to talk yeah. some youth coaching philosophy, etc. And and also, I I'm weird about bringing it up because obviously I selfishly think about it all the time now. Both yeah, my kids are, sure. are wrestling, so I'm like, well, it's only interesting. Because I'm really interested in it. But then I thought, I'm like, man, pretty much anyone that listens to this show is like somehow still involved in the sport in some way. They're Probably. all either yeah. competing. They're like like a lot of high school kids. They're dads. They're coaches. So they're, they're in the game. The so. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, uh, refs. We forget about the refs, but they're out there. Give the refs some love. You know, uh, I was telling JD, I will, I will not mention the coach's name. I don't want to be mad at me on air. <laughs> so in our bylaws, one of the things we try to do is hold each other accountable to holding high standard events. And one of those is the coaches will not be bitching at the referees. Will not. And so we 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 gave our first fine out yesterday. So we fined one of our members 500 bucks for, for yelling at a referee too much. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Take that, Max yeah. Askren. It was not. It was Max is not here, so it wasn't Max. I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah. So uh, no, but that's we we actually think that's really important because we think if we can always treat the refs right, we're going to get the best referees. They're going to do a great job, and they're going to want to come back to our events because they never get yelled at by a hole coaches. Um, yes. So yeah. Well, good. Um, mm -hmm. that where does that fine go to? Pizza parties. I and thought it would go. My suggestion not, you know what, <laughs> what, what, what we realized is that fine has not been told, said where it's going. You know, um, so I think it should go to referee bonuses. That's what I suggested yesterday. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. How does it not do that? All right, you got yelled at. <laughs> here's here's another fifty bucks. Cosex says part of the punishment should be putting them on blast on FRL. <laughs> wow. Uh, not yet. Not not yet. See, Kozak, he has this reputation. I did make a joke. I did make a joke like a most want put it, put it, putting that person's picture on a most wanted poster on uh, Twitter. <laughs> or something. Yeah, um, Kozak acts like this peaceful guy, but he comes on here. He was he was firing brimstone last show, and now he's he's starting all kinds of trouble. Kind of a troublemaker, low key. I got to get on Facebook and make sure he's not, you know, that's hilarious. Spreading more insanity. So, okay, here's some of the things that happened. Over the weekend, Virginia Tech wrestled Stanford. That was one of the more interesting duels. And then Nebraska wrestled South Dakota State. Caleb Henson. Caleb Henson destroyed Jaden Abbas eleven to one. I know that was Jeez. depressing because I had, I had Abbas in the points. I know, and I I sided with. Uh, you, you were the only one that had Henson. The Hokey. So that that paid off big for me. Um. But really, beyond that, the only other notable, notable thing was Makai only won by a point. And apparently, he kind of does that sometimes. He does that. He does do that. But also, Tech Twitter tweeted something about like gutted it out or injury or something like that. They took injury at some point. So, um, I don't know. And unfortunately, I never will because the Pac-12 network. 
Oh my gosh. It hates uploading wrestling. Yeah, I, I got on the pack. Uh, I was like, course. I was like, oh, let me try to watch this. And then they have it. All right, sort by your sport and the school. So I said Stanford wrestling, and all it was was Stanford basketball. And I said, this, uh, uh, this uh, is a quality app here. So yeah, I don't know how that went. I don't know how um, the uh, Abbas Henson match went necessarily, but I know it happened. I know the final score was all Caleb Henson. Yeah. Um, no, the the positive for Stanford or a big positive for Stanford this weekend would be um, in Valencia won Rio Tournament champions. Pretty insane, especially considering he's not number one in your rankings. I don't. What is he? What number is he? I don't know if he's even that close to number one. Good question. Who? Um, go Aiden Valencia. Aiden Valencia. Let me look. I'll pull it up. Because he just beat Rayvon Foley. He and he beat like four Division One dudes to win win, win Reno. We have so many high school rankings. Hold on. So many. Here we go. I'll, 22, 23. I get 10. Number 10? That's crazy, right? The number 10 high school kid is taking out college dudes. That's how deep high school is right now. Man, I think Rayvon Foley may be ranked higher nationally than he is in uh, high that school. Be. That's got to be a first. Yeah, that's a weird That's a weird L for Rayvon to take. I mean, I like. I think we all think Valencia is pretty good, but. Yeah, that's a, that's a surprising win. Did he wrestle? Was Valencia? Valencia was at Super Thirty Two, correct? He took fourth. Fourth, yeah. He lost to uh, Mason Gibson and Braden Davis. Super Thirty Two greater than <laughs> college tournament yeah. champion. This is a deep weight. I mean, those guys are five. And... Yeah, he. Uh... He's got to go up because he wrestled one thirty three at the Rio tournament champions. We should make. We should invent a new weight class and just put it in the high school rankings. Uh, Put him at 133. Number one. That's an option I've heard of. Okay. What else happened? Um, Oh, so Nebraska beat South Dakota State. Looked like a really fun duel. Liam Cronin uh, iced Tanner Jordan in 30 seconds. And then, of course, Tanner Cook, not to be outdone, with a fall in 29 seconds. Why did that guy shoot head outside? (laughs) Well, and I, I love Tanner Cook mix it up. Hold on, did he? He went this way. Yeah, he went this way, and then he sprawled and went to a mixer. Like it was, it was pretty sick. Uh, I'm almost. I, I watched it I quickly while like, watching. No, I'll, I'll rewatch it and be be wrong. But I thought you he, guys had a, you guys had a, a clip of it on your Twitter. Yeah, that I was know. where I watched. I really thought he just sort of initiated okay. it. Here, All right, here I'm watching. No, no, the no, guy he did. Duck. He looked a duck. Yeah. No. Yes. That you... Yeah, he hit the duck. What are you thinking? Like, you wrestle take cook, you better protect fly. your neck. Yeah, for real. What are you doing? Why would you shoot that duck under? Yeah, and I think it's one of those things where maybe the muscle memory kicks in yeah. a little bit because, like, it feels so there, and you're just like forgetting like the tactical element that like there's a reason it it's so easy for you to get in right now. It's because like all he wants you to do is fire there and man what a pin seriously i like, I like the one one way the other way because as soon as you take that uh bub wilson takes his hips back then boom goes the other way wicked yeah he's a beast so, so cook gets the pin there uh beyond that hardy beats clay carlson carlson is continues to be right there but couldn't couldn't get over the hump there against brock hardy who is I mean, can you can we say the sentence Brock Hardy title contender? I think you have to at this point. Why was Brock Hardy not good last year? I'm trying to remember. 
Well, he right? did. He did do he was, a, a two-year. He was LDS behind mission. Chad Red last year. I feel like we were excited for him to come out, and then he didn't. Maybe that was two years ago. We were excited for him to come out at one forty-nine. That it was, was it. And, and then Ridge went up, and he wasn't which that turned good. Turned out to be a smart move, up, obviously. Actually, when you look back, there's only one bad loss, and it's a guy I like because he lost to, he beat Blockus, then he lost to Murin and Yaya, and then he lost to Drew Scherenbach, who's a he's a Wisconsin kid. You guys wouldn't really know him. I mean, he's kind of scrappy, but that's kind of a bad him. loss for him. Yeah, and that was shoot three se- two seasons ago now. Um, he was undefeated last year as a I guess I'm assuming it was a red shirt. One, yeah, tournament, one tournament. Um, one tournament, the Missouri Valley Open, which I think you entered the freshman sophomore division as a fifth year senior. No, <laughs> I refused to enter freshman sophomore as a freshman. I, I refused. I hate the freshman sophomore division. You do? Hell yeah! I came to scrap with these dudes. Let's go. That's right. me personally. I think it's probably appropriate for certain athletes. Um, but me, I wanted to, I wanted to go mix it up. I didn't go to college to wrestle with other kids my age. There you go. So yeah, mm-hmm. now Brock Hardy. But to, to my question, is is he, is there any doubt that he's a title contender at this point? And not that Clay Carlson is like, but it's just another data point. Brock Hardy a chain. Uh Yeah, I mean when you're top. Oh my, you guys! I didn't even see this. What you guys did. What what did we did? Put Bo Bartlett above him. Well, Bo Bartlett's Dang. not getting didn't lose to Dylan Bo, Drogemuller. Bo Bartlett number four. Wow. I th- I think That's he's just dis- I think I'll he's think. being totally disrespected. Let me uh let me, what's Bo Bartlett? What's his best win this year? This year, um Belton. Yeah, Belton, he hasn't, yeah. He hasn't faced uh, a Super he also really. beat Malik Hines when Malik Hines was higher. Yep. Yeah. All right. Hopefully we'll see him with some good matches uh, this weekend. Or yeah. not this weekend. Today and tomorrow. Today and tomorrow. So he could hit um, – well, 41 is interesting because you could have uh, Swiderski versus Bartlett, which is a big – I feel like it's a big measuring stick for both, truly. I feel like we'll learn a lot about Bo in a match like that against a guy that's – Super offensive. I think we'll learn a lot about Casey. If he, can he open up someone who's as hard to score on as Bo Bartlett? I think there's no doubt that that Casey Swiderski yeah. can probably win a title this year. It's something we've been talking about for a while. They could hit. Yeah, who else? Who else could those two? They wrestle? have North Carolina and Central Michigan um, in their division play. So Lachlan McNeil. Yeah, he's turned well, out to yeah, maybe no. not be quite the. Not the I level thought. we thought we were, he was going to be coming out. He was very mention. high on the on the big board mm-hmm. coming out. And he's still in the uh, honorable mentions. What'd you say? So this weight class is like you could see, like yeah, when you say Brock Hardy's a title contender, you're right, right. But then it's like I can I can see some of these guys who are way far down there being competitive with him. Of course, crazy. Well, so, and, so, and very literally number. Number 11 has beaten him this year. I think we're going to see as the season progresses, more of these guys are going to get picked off and lose. And maybe someone will emerge, you know, and, and be the be that guy. Maybe it's the maybe it's the top three that kind of hang around there. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like it's a vulnerable. There, there's just all those guys have a vulnerability, right? Like, um, yes. you know, Lirez. Can can struggle on the mat at times. He's not 
not automatic there. Basically, Matthews leg attack can't generate sure. offense. Uh, Real has you know, Real had a hard time. He couldn't take down a, a true freshman, so generating scores there is going to be a challenge. Similarly for Bill Bartlett, Brock Hardy. I'm not. He may be too wild and crazy, right? He could be too much the other direction. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great weight in for entertainment value for sure. Yes. Okay. I figured so, uh, we, were, we were talking about 41. Okay, because we were talking about this. Deal. What'd you say? How do we even get the 41? Because we talked about Brock Hardy beat Clay Carlson in the duel. And we're like, Brock Hardy title contender? Confirmed. Peyton Robb title contender continues to uh, just have a great year. He beat Kale Swenson 7-2. Labriola beats Kate DeVos 4-0. Pinto over King 12-2. That's a nice win for Pinto, who he's a beast, man. He's a it's, a it's a good weight class, but I feel like he's someone towards the end of the year. It's gonna be really scary. And these problems for whoever he wrestles, it's just he can also lose to Yeah. As he should not lose to. He's really strong, very good defensively. Tanner Sloan pretty much destroyed Silas Allred 12-0, and AJ yeah. Nevels took out Kale Davidson. The goat Nick Stimmett beat another goat, Andy Smith. And oh my God. Uh, you hate to see the one true goat. The, the t- two legends have to. Someone had to lose though, and it was Andy Smith. Which I'm being told it was elevation related. Ben, that loss. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. How about we know we didn't mention you didn't mention um, uh, who was the kid that Keegan kind of had the tough match with? Uh, oh, Connor Brady. Yeah. Yes, went to overtime with uh, Shane, Shane Griffith. Griffith. Yeah, he has been, a, uh, I think, for even Getting Virginia better. Tech, he's been a real surprise. Now, he is losing the matches, but he's been good this year, and he was right there with – and when he was close with Karchla, Harchla, I was like, well, they were teammates, so yep. probably familiarity. But then he's close with Keegan and even took him down and then goes to tiebreakers, not – not sudden victory tiebreakers with Shane Griffith. Um, the Hokies may may really have something there at, at sixty five, and maybe the the weight change was big for Connor because he'd been at fifty seven. But either way, he's at the very least Connor's going to be a tough out for for the Hokies yeah. at one sixty five. But that's um, I mean the the other thing there though is that is a freaking deep weight. It's going to be harder to climb some rungs there than some other weight classes. Hundred percent, very deep weight. Okay, and that was I. I want to say pretty much it on the uh, not a lot on the collegiate side. But now, when there's a reason for that, most a lot of the relevant teams are wrestling today and tomorrow. Let's go through that. Kozak's got a great preview that could, totally lays out the structure for this event, which is which can be sort of confusing, but he breaks it down and it, it's actually pretty simple. Um, for these collegiate duels. So for today, we'll get into it. Um, so I'll just read the duels that are going to happen, then we can get into maybe the matchups. Or do you have it right there? If mm-hmm. you want to do it, why don't you go ahead? So you got two pools, red pool and blue pool. In those pools, there are divisions. And the winner of said divisions, one versus one, the champion will wrestle the champion. The pools do not cross, but the divisions will. So red pool day one, you and I versus Lockhaven. Ohio State versus then Ohio State versus Lockhaven, then Ohio State versus UNI. 
the winner of that will wrestle the winner of Lehigh versus Cal Poly, NC State versus Cal Poly, NC State versus Lehigh to claim your Red Pool champion. Mm-hmm. And also third and fifth place matches. Then the Blue Pool starts off with Iowa State versus Oregon State, Cornell versus Oregon State, Cornell versus Iowa State, the other division in the Blue Pool. That's a North good Carolina. match right there. I'm going to be on a freaking plane for that one. That's so annoying. That's tough. Yeah, that's tough. For which one? Hey, you want to know something that pisses me off so much? I'm going to tell I'm going to, it's a total distraction. Okay. And I don't know if people think about this. All right, so I fly Southwest a lot, okay? Shout out. All right, so you go Southwest and you go to, like, their, their online app. You can watch free TV and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Every, if you walk in the bathroom, everyone's watching the free TV. It's streaming fast as shit. They're watching movies. They're watching all this stuff. You know, they're watching live TV. They're watching it. Mm-hmm. But if you buy the $8 internet or I have a free, because I have a list preferred, I have free internet. It freaking won't stream anything. It's like, well, how are all these 80 people streaming freaking everything? And I can't freaking barely use my internet. This is our, you know, bull crap. I get yeah. so annoyed about it because it's clear that like they obviously put all the bandwidth to that and no bandwidth to like people who want to use the regular internet. It's like this is the not fair. Man. Just buy some more bandwidth. I want to go fight someone. I want to go fight someone at Southwest. Southwest, whoever is making the decision to put all the bandwidth towards the streaming devices, I want to fight you. That's, I want to um, use my internet. That's pretty much all airlines. That's not strictly to Southwest, though. That yeah. the, the, oh, the Wi-Fi on, on on the plane is not going to be good, even if you pony up for the. Uh, like the high speed ones on Delta, it's yeah. not great. The, the deluxe, it, yeah, it's crazy because obviously it's high speed internet because everyone's streaming everything. They're streaming live TV for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. I want to watch Iowa State versus Cornell on the plane, but you can't. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing I appreciate about Southwest. It's always eight dollars for the internet, whereas like Delta or American, it's like sometimes it's fifteen, sometimes it's like I think I've paid twenty before for what? The internet. I think. Why? Why do they change? Weird. And it, it'll change. Like, my flight there will be one thing, and you'll be flying back, and it's just like, they're just messing around. I feel like I'm in the middle of an A-B really? test all the time with these fools. Uh, no, I get the uh, I get the A-list preferred, so I get that you oh. type in the little password. And it's like, I should have some. I'm A-list preferred. You better give me some damn bandwidth and let me stream my events. Well, if you ask like that, it's no wonder why you're not getting it, Ben. Man, this lady on the airplane, the, the stewardess, she was so freaking rude on Monday, on Saturday morning when I flew. So rude the whole time. It's like acting grumpy about everything. And then and she gives a speech about how you should be nice to everyone and don't know what everyone's going through and smile and give them a good day. And I'm like, holy moly, is this lady not paying attention? Is there no self-awareness? She's been like rude the entire flight. And now she's telling everyone else to be nice. Like This on Southwest. Yes, take some of your own medicine, lady. I could do without the little like a uh, tight five stand up bit they do before every flight. I get if you never yeah. if you don't fly much, it's probably sort of endearing. But if you fly all the yeah. time, it's like, how about we just take off? <laughs> get There's there, a like, couple of them that the headline the, the Apollo anytime soon. No. Okay, how did we get here? Oh, this is Ben's fault. Oh, uh, I cut you guys off. I, State, to watch, I would really like to watch Iowa State Cornell, and I will be on a plane, and I will not be able to watch Iowa well, State Cornell. If you got a private jet like an adult, then you wouldn't have these mm. kind of problems. That is uh, that is something I need to do. <laughs> yeah, so table the uh, the four wheeler and just get a private jet. Yeah, okay, good trade off. <laughs> yeah, they're the comparable price. <laughs> so yeah, that duel's fire. Can proceed, JD. 
Iowa State. Uh, then the Carolina. last was North Carolina. Sheesh. Okay. So we got a but lot. But that is of, the best duel today of all of all twelve duels that are happening today. I would say first um, Cornell is the one. Why don't we pull that's that the, one into focus? Because the winner of that duel is basically guaranteed to get Penn State um, mm-hmm. for the final match. So. Correct. As you look at it, and we'll and if Tyler, if you want to pull it up, the Cornell versus Iowa State um, matchups. So we kind of did it in our heads right before the show started. I have it four and four with two toss ups for this dual meet. Kabam Bam versus Unger, and it's gonna be um, it's gonna be Kabam Bam. I'm almost positive. Well, how do we know that? Not where where did Terakina go? Terakina is out till after New Year's. Um, oh damn! All right. He was injured just over here, just probably thirty feet this True. way, where he was injured. That's a that's a rare thing to say. Oh, at the, is that why he got pinned so easy? Is that why he laid down? I hope. I think so. Yeah, they said it happened in that match, so that would make more right. sense than what actually happened. Because that pinfall was was pretty weird. Yeah, I saw some of those at, at the Stockyard Stampede. It made more sense there <laughs> than, at, than at the All Star. So it's a tough out. Uh, it'll be a contrast because Kabam Bam more of a neutral guy. Unger really good on top. Yeah, that's the key for me. Can Unger get a turn? Yeah. I mean, Unger's turned a lot of good dudes this year, but he is not getting very many takedowns. True. True. So yeah. that that's a big match. 33, uh, Adesoev versus Arujal. You know, should dominate. Yes, for sure. We're looking at potential nature oh. territory. Mm-hmm. Potential ball. Then somewhere bo- uh, Adesayev needs to slow him down and not give up a not give up a major decision for the team. Yeah, the, you got you got to avoid the bunches with Vito. Cause he'll attack and put yeah. you on your back, and he'll get a, a four point move yeah. or six point move. You can just limit it to just takedowns. It's Vito's not not really a guy that's like gonna break you down and like get a turn against an elite guy, but he'll put you on your back for sure. Okay. Um, see, Tanner, I don't know. Tanner Jack says if Iowa State ruins the veto RBY match matchup, it would be a tragedy. Oh, I'm, yeah. Okay, so. so Because oh, I'm kind of more excited about Iowa, Iowa State, State, Penn State. It's a lot of fun also because there's some really cool matches in there. Yes. Who would you rather see? Okay, just from, just from an entertainment standpoint, Iowa State, Penn State, or Cornell, Penn State? You know Iowa my State. answer. I, my, my answer is Iowa State. Well, okay, but you get veto RBY and you get. Yanni and Van Ness. That's two fun ones. That is two fun ones. I would rather see Panero versus Van Ness than Yanni versus Van Ness. Really? Really? Because, like, who, I else, think... who else do you really want to see? You want to see Bastida yeah. versus Dean? That, I mean, that's fun. I want to see Bart, yeah, and I want to see Bartlett versus Swiderski. Ooh, that's fun too. Okay. That's, that's the duel. Ones. That's the duel I want to see personally. <sighs> Um, yeah. So who knows if we're going to get it, Tanner? I'm like, uh, I think it's a win-win personally. Either either way, it yeah. goes. you know who the real winner is? The fans. That's right. Wow. <laughs> okay, Good 41. Advice. Don't sleep on this Swiderski Cornella match. I think this is this could be a fun one. Cornella is Cornella is really tough. Swiderski's likely better, but I think it's going to be a competitive could be classic match. trap match. Is it a trap match? If he's looking ahead. Do you ever get trap matched, Ben? Uh, well, I only lost to two people, um, so I don't think so. Isn't he obnoxious? 
You know, I just try to cheat him, him up. up. I try to make him. So, I'm trying to. I'm trying to make him. Uh, you know, humanize this guy. You know, make him feel <laughs> relatable. And then he drops. Oh, well, I only lost to two guys. So, okay, fine. Yeah. I actually. You want to hear my? I told. I probably told you before. I have a good stat. You want to know my good stat? Yes. Ex- excluding my red shirt year. Excluding my red shirt year. Um, eight years of high school and college competition. I was never in the wrestlebacks. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. I don't know what those are like. See? (laughs) You know what? Championships are won on the backside, and that's probably why you couldn't leave Missouri to a title. Third place is won. Third place is won on the backside. (laughs) Just just ask Minnesota. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, Panero versus Yanni. Holy cow. This is happening, and Ben's going to be on a plane. We're I know, just gonna I'm be not watching. Gonna watch it. It's really preposterous. What it's, time does this all start? Somebody's gonna be wearing watching. It starts at so eleven Eastern. Live Fox yeah, News or live CNN News. I can't watch Yanni versus freaking Panero. I know. It's the Iowa State Cornell one will be at two p.m. Central Time. Oh, I know. I'm aware. I don't land till three forty-five. Oof, man! You need to. You need to buy. You're also gonna plan. miss uh, Parker versus Caleb Romero. Because yeah. you and I versus Ohio State is oh, he's not that into it. Parker's gonna beat him. I mean, it's gonna be competitive because it's really hard to score on Caleb Romero, but Parker's gonna win by. Well, I got I got I got him covering the spread. What was it two and a half or one, one and a half. half? One and a half. Okay, covering. Okay, Panero versus Yanni. We talked about it a little a little the last show. Is there anything else to to mention about this one? What percentage chance are you giving Panero? Five. That's that it. low. Wow. I'll go a little higher. I'll say like, um, say fifteen percent. One, well, roughly one in six. I'll go. I'll go ten. <laughs> I'll split the difference. Split the difference. All right. Yeah. Ten seems like so little, but then it, you say if they wrestled ten matches, could Panero get one? Yeah. That, and that's kind of like, yeah, that sounds maybe about right. Possible. Definitely possible. Um, yeah. it, would have, it would have been much lower, except obviously Yanni just lost. Man, speaking of Panero, I listened to his interview coming into the collegiate duels, and Dresser kind of like has joked about like how how confident he is. He says in like every interview now. This dude is literally so confident, Ben. It, it made really? me think of oh my gosh, yeah. He's like, I, but I think in a very healthy way. He's like, nice. he's like, because then he was getting questions about his confidence. He's like, I don't know. Ever since. He's like, ever since I was a kid, like, even when I lose a match in like 10 minutes, I'd be like, man, I should beat that guy or I can beat that guy or I shouldn't lose to him or whatever. Yeah. He does like have, and he just feels like, yeah, I, I think he's a probably, you should listen to it, Ben, because I know you, you talk a lot about like yeah. that kind of mentality and confidence, but um, and what an advantage that can be. But he, he certainly is as confident as Coach Dresser says he is. Interesting. I would be curious then to see. Uh, did he did he address how much better his cardio has gotten? He um he like refers to it. He hasn't said like uh he hasn't spoken about it specifically. But he talks he talked about his training partners. He's like, man, I got guys that can attack one side. I got guys that can attack another side. I got guys that'll 
beat on my head for a whole practice and get me really tired and make me wrestle hard. And he, because they were, they asked about his training partner, so he referred to it, but not, not so specifically. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be uh, it'd be interesting to, to hear what his process was getting through that because obviously it was like the biggest of issues. Like he would fall over and, and stop competing in matches no less than nine months ago, you know, and now he wrestled a hard nine minute match with Max Muren and it was fine, right? I mean, that's like that's a huge thing, switch. The biggest thing was treating his sickle cell anemia. Yeah, I mean, if that, I don't know what all that entails. I know they switched up diet too. Mm-hmm. Just said and supplements and whatnot, but one and he was talking about like what the coaches were telling him before matches. He's like, he's like before the Gomez match, they said he's going to try to pin you the entire time. You got to be ready for that. And he's like, and I, I just kind of weathered the storm and beat him. And they said before the mirror match, they said he's gonna come and he's gonna push you around for seven minutes and try to break you. And when you, when you don't break, he's not gonna know what to do. And he's like, that's, he's like, and that happened. That's good coaching right there. I would agree. Um, my belly's rumbling. If y'all are hearing that on, well, it's just the, the thunder outside. That's, that's not the thunder outside, <laughs> of which there was lots. It's just my my empty belly crying out for breakfast tacos, which I think I might get this morning. I don't normally. Okay, uh, we're only at one forty nine at this duel. We've we got to start kicking it into gear. Um, Kreiser versus Yapujian. I'm mm, sorry. Kreiser, Yapujian, I think this is another toss-up in this yeah, match. And then Car <laughs> Ramirez, what'd you say? I said skip it. One skip. Thing, we, we're in a hurry. We don't need to talk about that match. It skipped. Forget I said All it. Car right. Ramirez is Carr. Uh, yep. I don't think it, I don't think Ramirez is going to pull a knockoff like this. Broderson or Gaetan or Devine versus Foca. It may take a combination of those two or three to beat Foca. Although, as I say that, Foka is can look like a national champion one match, and the next he'll he'll lose, and you'll be like, "What happened, Christopher?" He's not looked bad this year yet. No, he is not. I know a lot of what gets quoted last year was like his end of the season, but he he got hurt, and I think that really messed him up. Yeah. Um, at the end of last year. Yeah, that certainly would not help. So here's to a. Uh, Fully healthy and maximize Chris Foca because he's a lot of fun. Coleman versus Jonathan Lowe. I like Coleman here, but Lowe has his positions where he's really tough and challenging from top, but I don't think they'll work against against him. Bastida Cardenas. Are we giving young Jacob a shot here? No. No shot, says Ben Askren. It'll be competitive, but but Bastida's going to win for sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Write that on your bulletin board, Jacob. Sam Schuyler versus Luis Fernandez. Uh, this is a – there's a number nine Schuyler, number 15 Fernandez, but to me this is another wait, wait, toss-up. Schuyler's that high? Really? Yeah. Well, Kozak did it. He doesn't really He doesn't really lose to guys he shouldn't. Let me see. I'm looking up his record now. Wrestle stat. He has five matches. Uh, he beat the Campbell. Uh, yeah, he beat the Campbell kid who's scrappy. He beat Hilger, and he lost to Cassiopeia. Is those are his five matches that yeah. are the most popular ones? Hmm. Yeah, I guess because the win I mean, over Hilger is, is why. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hilger and Hilger. He took a weird loss at the beginning of this year, didn't he? 
No, he's only lost. So he has six matches. His loss is to Skyler. His, his win is to Fernandez, and he doesn't really have any other good win. Ben Golden of Penn, who's ranked on wrestling at number 39, is his mm-hmm. third win, a uh, high rank win. Indeed. Man. Okay. Uh, who, so who wins I this think duel? Fernandez. I feel like Fernandez, yeah, who won it given the picks we made? Um. I'm, right just down. Willing, I'm willing the Cyclones to victory. Yeah, it's just plan. this could be all about the grit from JD. <laughs> Where is that? Let me just look through. So we picked, uh, picked. Uh, oh, we well, you said kind of toss them at 25. I will pick Iowa State. Uh, 33 Cornell, 41. We'll go Iowa State. That's a good match though. 49. I'll go Cornell. 57. Probably Cornell. 65. Iowa State. 33. 74. Cornell. 84, Iowa State, 4 4, Iowa State, and then I got 5 5. That's my. I got 5 5, and I think uh, Cornell bonus edge. So I think Vito could get it. Um, don't count out John Diakamahalis. I know that may sound like insanity. You may need like a car. Now, car can't be discounted for bonus either because not that he's the biggest bonus guy, but he can. And Ramirez sometimes will just, you know, give it up. Not give up, but, like, he can be scored on. He got pinned by Peyton Hall this year, I'm pretty sure. So, I think that's um, that's where I kind of lean, Cornell, but I don't know. It's going to be – it's um, going to come down to the last couple of matches for sure. Well, yeah, I would say – for, for me, I would say it comes down – I have toss-up, but 25 is in the balance, mm-hmm. 41 competitive. 49, you lean Yanni, but it's it's kind of competitive. 57's not really obvious one way or the other. Um, I think 97's competitive and heavyweight's competitive. So um, you get a lot of matches that can go kind of either way, which is what makes it a really good duel. Yeah, it's it's going to be a really good duel. And even Unger, like, if if there's a vulnerability, become a, a, a major. Because if you got a guy with – it's all about sure. how the, like, the matchups. Yeah. Okay. What's Penn State's day looking like? Not very hard, C- actually. Central Michigan and, and North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina, not too rich. North Carolina just lost to freaking App State, so I mean, yeah, yeah. I wonder if we'll. I wonder if they'll throw in uh, Haynes at fifty-seven, or if it's gonna be Bearclaw. that you know, North Carolina's got O'Connor. Uh, Lout just Lout actually, I think he's really tough, and he lost to the App State kid who I didn't really know at at mm-hmm. seventy four. Um, what other good matches are there? There. Well, I mean fifty seven. Sure, Sherman versus Van Ness. That's a good test for for Shane Van yeah. Ness for sure. Um, McNeil Bartlett could be something, but Bartlett's McNeil. an obvious favorite at this Wait, point. They were teammates. Yeah, Wyoming Seminary. So probably oh, yeah. some familiarity there. Let's see. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Not a, a ton there. Like, what about okay? What about Central Michigan? No, uh, they too got many Johnny. Great people. They got Johnny well, Lovett. Oh, Lovett. Have... Venice beat him. Yeah, but that was Black Knight. He got. Uh, it was a good match. It was a good match for sure. But I don't think there's much else in that one. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. other one, the other good one, I think you and I, Ohio State, has some really fun matches. And then I think Lehigh and North Carolina State has some really fun matches also. Let's look at you and I, Ohio State. Um, yep. 41, Happel, I think 20, 33, Biscoglia, Mendez is fun. 
Um, so you got Parker Romero. You got 74 should be competitive because you got Ethan Smith and Lance Runyon. So you got a bunch of matches, which are, you know, good good matches, not lean too hard one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Man, how interesting can you and I make this duel? Uh, well, let me let me go find their full full lineup. Who? What are they? Think they ever throw Corey Land out there at twenty five? Mm. He's been wrestling thirty three, hasn't no, he? No, I don't think they will. Okay. I mean, oh yeah, he's been wrestling thirty three. <laughs> oh lordy, he's got right. the black lung. So no, you and I can win. Almost. Can you and I win thirty three? Is it possible? I think it's possible. Yes. Okay, they can win 41. I don't think they can win... They're the favorite at 41. Yeah, they're favorite. Uh, Can they win 57? Well, well, 49, Real Buddha's got to keep it close. Um, 57. They could. It's unlikely, but... Holstock's not bad. Um, Yeah, it's tough. Karcher's not having a great year. If you're looking for something. Man, 84, you and I's favored. Heavyweight, you and I already won this year, mm-hmm. so they're they're at four where they're um, somewhat favored. You could maybe argue Mendez is the favorite. You no, know I think I this is okay. I I don't have any inside information, but I this is what I think they could do. Um, who's who's really tough for them that has not wrestled and he is a true freshman, so they could pull him out. Is um, Wyatt Volker? They okay. could pull him out at ninety-seven. You think? I mean, why wouldn't you? You have, you have the five matches for him. Why wouldn't you pull him out? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what they do. Um, I'm trying to find. Why does his wrestling stats not coming up? What the hell? He's twelve and zero so far this year. I was gonna say, I think he's won a few open tournaments. But yeah, he hasn't really wrestled anybody. Dang, this would be a good time to use him. They got to use him right now for sure. Make him. Call Schwab. Yeah. Say it's time. Oh no! Yeah, it's time. Pull his ass out. Let's go. Yeah, this is a winnable match for you and I. There's, there's no doubt about it. And M- Malik is not impervious. You know, it can happen. Yeah. That's uh... not impenetrable. Yeah. Okay. Dang it! Freaking! I don't know what WrestleStats do. WrestleStats not not treating me well right now. Okay. Speaking of people, log in. All right, keep going. I'm, I'm yeah. distracted. I'm going to get the white Volker to see if he's beating anyone good is what I'm going to do. Okie doke. That? So that's that match. Um, that's right, probably the see. second best duel of the of today, I would say. Volker has not beaten anyone that's that good, but he is undefeated and he's got Couple tech falls, couple pins, couple majors. I mean, he's he's got he has a really good year. I would I would use him for tonight for sure if I'm uh, if I'm Northern Iowa. Yes. Lehigh, a, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah Significant upgrade on um, on your other guy, in my opinion. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Lehigh versus North Carolina State. Also today, I think kind of matchup wise, it's not great for uh, Lehigh, but we will get fun matches at 57, 97 Humphreys versus Scott. That's and, a good one. And at 97, it'll be Beard versus Trumbull. 
that's a good one too. Okay. And then yeah, so then we got we have that ninety seven mix up that we talked about with Truex, Beard, Trumbull yep. all in the same pool. Mm-hmm. So that should be fun to see how that plays out. All right, so that's today, and then tomorrow there'll be a lot more wrestling. We'll have a watch party. Yep, starting at 5 p.m. Central Time for just the championship, the two championship duels. What about well, 2 p.m.? You're not doing an Iowa State watch party, J.D.? You're kicked off the I know, the I know. I'll be watching. I'll be partying just with not, my friends here in Austin, yeah. not virtually. It's, the, it's Christmas uh, season, so some of the parties are just more personal in nature, Ben. I hope you understand. <laughs> All right, Ben. Let's talk a little, uh, a little wrestling coaching philosophy mindset. Whatever's yeah. what. What have what are some of the things you've been thinking about or or doing or what's been kind of top of your mind? I know you're always reading and learning and stuff like that. What's been? Oh man, I got a. Uh, uh, well, the most recent book I just read again, and, I, and I'm I have some certain kids read it, uh, and then I kind of like talk about it while reading it, and I have read it before. Um, the Rise of Superman. Have you guys read that? No. So good. Well, you want to hear my so you want to hear my deep thoughts or what? Yeah. Okay. Well, I had so the Rise of Superman is all about uh, the extreme sports athletes who find uh, the flow state and they find it more frequently than people in other sports for a multitude of reasons. Um, but the deep thought I had was one of the things is um, the activity needs to be intrinsic versus extrinsic, right? And so when you think of intrinsic versus extrinsic. You usually think like, does the kid want to go to practice or is the parent making them go to practice? Do they want to make the weight or is the coach making them make the weight? That that type of thing, right? Yeah. Um, that's so kind of intrinsic, like, it's within them. They want to do it. Extrinsic, right. it's just like the outside pressure is sort of getting them to do it. Yes. Um, and so, you know, usually you think about like a kid who is he, he's driven and he wants to win, you know, for himself, by himself type thing. Uh, as intrinsic and they you know the parents pushing and the extrinsic wears out or you know obviously in in when you get older in life it could be you're doing it for a monetary reward or you're doing it because you want to get a girlfriend or something like that versus uh because you want to do the thing um but what i was thinking about is certain kids um they and you know i've kind of a little bit had this thought but i hadn't thought of it in, in this light is like they want to win in practice um but winning in itself is intrinsic versus extrinsic, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I've talked to certain athletes, a handful of them, but, like, dude, I wrestle because I just like wrestling. And I just want to see what happens. I don't even need to win or lose. Like, I just like to wrestle, you know? And so, like, when they're getting too caught up in practice about just that, you know, just that, like, um, not even stop thinking about winning. Just, like, wrestle to wrestle and see what happens and, you know, understand the positions more and deeper and have an enjoyment of what you're doing. And then so when this book kind of – reiterated that point because you know so it's like if someone's surfing right there's, there's surfers brought up in this book because it's extreme sport it's like they're not thinking about winning or losing on the wave they're not in a competition they're just thinking can i ride the wave or not you know or how do i ride this wave or can i go jump you know can i ride that uh mountain when they're skiing right stuff like that and so i was thinking about that a lot for certain kids is like if you build practice into too much of a competition, then it's almost always extrinsic because you're you're saying like, well, I have to win this practice to make it fun for me or for make it worthwhile versus like just enjoying like I literally I'm, I'm speaking for myself right now. And I know this is for other people. I literally just really enjoy wrestling and I do it because I enjoy it. And that's probably one of the reasons I spent so much free time in the wrestling room and why I got so good at it because I, lots of days I wasn't really concerned about winning or losing. I just wanted to wrestle. 
So how you have you have you, is that um have you kind of changed how you've thought about practice as as you've run it, knowing that or thinking about that? Um, no, it's just it's just more it's more for specific athletes probably um, who like there's certain ones who have more trouble with that concept than uh, other people. So not not for um, not for everyone because I think we already kind of run it like that. Like you know, say when we spar, I don't really. I, it's actually kind of counterproductive for them to try to win because that means then they're they're going back to the the positions they like to you know they like to do more or they're better at versus focusing on the positions that I want them to focus on to get better at. So um, you know I think as a, as a practice structure we've kind of already talked about that, but it is there's just certain individuals who are so stuck on the winning or losing, you know, and so like to get them out of that mindset and think about just doing the activity. The activity is wrestling, right? There, we don't have to think about winning. We can't think about winning and losing. We don't have to. We probably should sometimes, but not not every single time. So when you, in, in, you know, you're in a highly competitive room with highly competitive yeah. athletes, you're doing live goes, guys yeah. get mad when they lose. There's, uh, you know, yeah. you've seen it in college rooms. I'm sure you see it in your practice room. Um, are you addressing that? Are you like, Hey, or how does that, how does that conversation go? Um, this is a newer thought, right? This, this, mm-hmm. this extra intrinsic, extrinsic specifically in regarding winning it and losing in practice. Um, but no, I would say, uh, I mean, I would say as a coach, you try to move, well, the whole, the, and move people around so that they have success sometimes, right? Cause the whole, philosophy yeah. of like i need the hardest part every single time it's freaking stupid it's not it's not productive um you need the hardest partner some of the times but not every single time um so i've already i think we've already done a good job of that i mean most of our practices when we have live goes it's not like you're going with a singular person you're 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 going to go with different people every single time and, and you know and certain days if i want a specific thing to happen i might you don't know, say no you with him you with him you with him you know it might switch it up a little more than and some days i'll just let them choose of course gotcha we think i like that i mean it sounds good you you also have the the good fortune the earned fortune i guess you should say of having a big room with a lot of partners where you can like mix yeah. and match like that which is well that's one of the things that i mean max and i always like i don't want to say we laugh about it but it's like we just can't figure out other people can't figure it out when they, you know, they're all these other coaches are whining about burnout or coaches want to quit or kids want to quit. And it's like, if you just make them love wrestling, they're not going to quit. And that's not saying we've never had anyone quit. We have people quit, but it's actually rare. Like uh, when I have a few kids right now who are seniors who were kind of like, were kind of good, you know, at wrestling, it's like freak. Why aren't they wrestling? And it's, it's a rarity. It's like, it doesn't really happen a lot. Like it's pretty unique. Like it's, Right now, I have two, two or three that are seniors that aren't wrestling who just kind of got burnt out for that's not, you know, a lot of programs have a lot of drop off. And I'm talking, I'm not talking about since last year. I'm talking about since like sixth grade, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the kids who are with us in sixth grade are still with us, like, and they're still wrestling and they're still really liking it. There's, there's not a lot of kids who were with us in sixth grade and now they're not wrestling as, say, seniors in high school. So what is it that you're you're doing that you would think differentiates you? Is it less competition? Is it the way you structure practice? The way you communicate? What do you what do you like think I'm, is the the like single... I'm being investigated now? <laughs> yeah, well, you would do the same to if I if I were Kale Sanderson, yeah. you'd be pressing Kale Sanderson. That that son of a gun, Kale Sanderson. He will not answer any questions. Like uh, 
he had the other day he started texting about something. He's asking my opinion. So I gave him my opinion and I'm like, well, what's your opinion? And his ass wouldn't give it to me. I'm like, wait, this is bull. Like, this is bull crap. Like, why you just call you text me and you ask me my opinion on something, and now I'm asking you back and you won't give it to me? This is crap. So um, okay, because I'm not gonna be like him and I'm gonna give everyone my opinion. Um, I think it's because we we genuinely like wrestling. We really like the sport, not just for the winning and losing, but we like wrestling. Um and that is that's definitely shown to everybody. And then I think it would be because we we really do like care about the kids, and we have a lot of good coaches that care about the kids. And it's not just like you need to be good for my team. It's like no, I, I care about you, and you know I care about you, and you know I want what's best for you, and I want you to be good, and um, you know the, these type of things. So I think that's probably a huge part of it. And then you know through that security, they uh, they really develop a. A love for the sport also what's a typical like practice structure like for you guys like in season they uh uh well obviously we don't have the high school kids in season right um so you i mean youth we don't we don't do a ton of live with youth we really never do which is, I, I mean that's probably a big discrepancy from a lot of rooms because with youth kids the easiest thing is to say hey just go wrestle because those little pain in the asses they always just say when are we alive are we alive constantly you're in a youth yeah. room right you hear it probably Dude, what, some kid. So annoying. There's this one kid um, who just literally will be like, he'll tell the coach, hey, it's 7 o'clock. Like, because that's normally around the time we're going live. The coach will be like, thanks. Like, we don't always go live at 7 o'clock, but like, they think oh, they've yeah. got to be wrestling live. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, we don't but do wrestling. It, I, yeah, but I, here's, okay, that's my thing, though. It's like, okay. What? Because wrestling is fun, and like the actual competition of wrestling is really, really fun. And so the way to do that is either you're doing like situational, you know, live or just straight live. So how do you like maintain that love while having really limited live wrestling? Because the yeah, so I don't. Well, I just I I disagree because at, at least at a younger age, I think that's kind of an older person's thought. The way you're thinking about it is like an older person. It's not like a 10-year-old's a thought or an 11-year-old's thought, right? Mm-hmm. I, just, I, I have, I have a, Alex is 10. I think she's pretty mature. And she she actually likes wrestling. And she used to, you know, she wants to compete. And I, I won't let her compete as much as she wants to. Because when she wins a trophy, she's like, can I go next weekend? I'm like, no, you can't. Like, you, I want I want her to, like, really keep wanting it, you know? Mm-hmm. So as a 10-year-old, yeah. she's like, nah. I mean, she hasn't live wrestled more than probably, I don't know, five minutes ever i would guess um so i think that thought of like hey let's just you know say like uh i'm going to sinclair some days we might just shake hands and wrestle for 30 minutes right she ain't she's not doing that at 10 ever never ever so um um you know i i, I don't really because really the especially middle school level they're not very good just kind of across the board. And so there's going to be huge skill discrepancies. So one dude's going to be getting killed and the other dude's going to be doing the killing. I'm told there's national so, champions. Um, what? There's middle school national champions. So it's, it's shenanigans. I hate it. They're the number one in the nation. Okay. They all still stink. Um, uh, you know, if we're looking on the spectrum of wrestling, but uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean, one dude getting killed, and that I honestly, I really do think this is a large part of why a lot of programs lose their numbers is because they do too much live. And at middle school level, like I said, there's there's the skill discrepancy. It's not like it catches up at least to a base skill level faster, where 
even um, you know a, a good kid can kind of be semi-competitive with a really good kid. Where middle school, it's not like that. If one kid's like kind of good, another kid's good for middle school, he's gonna get pinned like seventy-four times. You know, um, so when you have one kid killing uh, the other kid, the kid who's getting killed, especially if it happens two or three times a week, mm-hmm. every single week for months, they're gonna be like, "I don't like this anymore. This is yeah. not fun. It's not fun." I don't know when you get the last time you got your ass kicked was Christian in the restroom. It's not fun. Probably the last time I yeah. did it, whenever that Less. was. But it's, it's not fun, you know? And so, yeah. like, you need some level of competitiveness in it. And so I, th- I really do think that's a big part of the numbers drop-off for, you know, that middle school, early high school level is is that that portion of it. Um, so how do you make it fun? I don't think that – I don't think that's the most fun part of it for middle school kids. I think as they start getting to high school – I think that becomes like they actually just enjoy the, the wrestling part of it and seeing what we have a lot of those kids in our room, but it's not usually happening in middle school. It's it's a little later. Um, and I, that's a good question. I don't know why that is, but I can tell you that that is the case for us. Um, yeah. So I think just putting appropriate level practices to them, not grinding them too hard, which is something a lot of people like to do. And it's the easiest thing and it does make them good right then. But then I think at least a lot of burnout. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was kind of, kind of long-winded of there. But. I think, yeah, I think one thing I've noticed <coughs> parenting and uh, coaching a little bit is the the importance of partners. Just like having someone you enjoy doing the sport with is so important. Right. I've seen that be like very two-sided for Caleb. Whereas if like he's got a partner he really likes working with and he's like really excited for practice, but if he knows he's gonna be gone with a guy and basically he's signing up for an hour and a half of like getting destroyed he doesn't it's not fun for him so if there's more drilling in there i think he's a little more but yeah that's i mean i think it's that's an important thing that's why i've been telling like get your get your baseball friends to come out for wrestling and you have more people like you like just being around and hanging out with um i think that's a i think that's a huge thing for because otherwise it's just work and just hard exercise and you're not if you're doing it with someone you you enjoy being with it it can be really Really and that's a big part of the the team building too. Like you know, last weekend we had all the kids go to the World Cup together, and they did a few camp sessions, but they were spending time outside of wrestling. This weekend, kind of the same thing with this. You know, we did some wrestling things together, but we did some non wrestling things together. We hiked and we did we did a pizza party on Saturday night. Some of them did top golf together. So, you know, no, in only the practice, but no other places. Also, I think that's a that's a big one. I also know, think as I've been thinking about it, like another thing I bet loses a lot of kids. Um, it's like just the youth structure of competitions generally is just it's all individual tournament based. You're n- never really like with the team. Whereas like there are, I know there are dual tournaments and like I want duels are ki- so hard. What's that? The duels suck. Well, um, well, they're good. They're great to your. They're great and they suck at the same time. They're both because you're right. You are right. Kids enjoy it more. Hundred percent. You're not wrong at all. But it sucks in the fact of like. Um, Sometimes you have like for our club three really good guys at one weight, and then another weight maybe not someone who's not so great, right? So if you go to uh, a really high level tournament, you, it's not like you can wrestle all three of them dudes at one. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. so, two of the really good kids are sitting on the bench or or not going with the team, and then you know there's a kid who's maybe not quite at that level, and it's like you want to develop him, but if you're going to a really good dual tournament now, maybe he goes he goes one and seven, right? And it kind of sucks for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying two guys who should be getting that level matches aren't getting that level matches or you know for us we never have any big guys or it's pretty rare um at least in middle school because a lot of them do 
so many other sports, we just don't get that level of commitment. Even in high school, I mean, uh, yeah, and in, in the fall duels, we barely ever have heavyweights. We're always forfeiting heavyweight because they're all playing football. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, duels are great, to your point, because it's like a team thing. But then on the other hand, it's like it sucks because you have to have people at these specific weights. And if there's a bunch at one weight, you can't wrestle them all. Mm-hmm. And if you have another weight, you're forfeiting. And then, you know, yeah. So you prefer individual tournaments more or what? I do, yeah. But I'm no no, I I see what I see what you're saying. I fully see what you're saying about it being more fun to be duels, but then there's obviously a big negative side to that also. Yeah, so. you could just be getting beaten down for two straight days. Whereas at least if it's an individual tournament, you theoretically should only lose twice. Although you could yeah. end up in one of these round robin <laughs> jobbers and just go 0 and four or 0 and five. Yeah, fun. the one is when every team, every uh, every tournament thinks they need to do bigger round robins. So they're like, we have a four man robin, we have a five man round robin, six man round robin, seven man. It's like, seven dude, why man they, round robin. Whoa. Why do they need to keep going up? This is preposterous. Because man, one kid goes zero and five. That that his day sucks. Like getting your ass kicked five times. That's no good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Okay. Um. Hmm. Well, what else? Talk about. <laughs> Why are we talking about that? I discovered no Hartshaw in the Probables. Uh oh. And no what? John Lowe. So Marcus Coleman getting bonus in Iowa State winning this this duel. Well, that and then they're beating uh, Penn State and winning. Then, I guess Hapner's still been pretty good. I mean, Hapner can still beat Yant for sure. They can't use him. He's redshirting. He's not a true freshman. They would have to burn his shirt. Uh dang it. That's that's a stupid rule. They should let any red shirt wrestle a couple times. Absolutely. It doesn't make sense. Yes. Doesn't, doesn't make sense. It's like that's annoying. Ugh. Because it's still solving the same problem. Well, one, so a couple of the problems that the red shirt thing, five usages solves is like one, you're giving experience to someone who wouldn't otherwise get it, wrestling in the duels. You're you're keeping them connected to the team. But two, it's like you're not as you're, you're giving you're making it so your team is not as punished by an injury and you're getting more guys that are able to be utilized um i yeah. think it's just a win across the board hey kozak says no mendez either yeah oh boy buzakis in at 133 is it time to are, are we a little nervous about young jesse and no patty no patty or jesse hey what's wrong with ohio state that beat up yeah, I don't know. Not good. Um, so now I'm wondering what's I don't the... know if they're gonna beat Northern Iowa anymore. Well, I don't yeah, I for sure don't know that. I've it's kinda... Clay Reeves, Gavin Brown, and Isaac Wilcox listed at both fifty seven and sixty five. So they're losing they're in trouble. I would say you and I's probably a favorite based on those lineups. Yeah. Dang. Once again, also, we've seen teams put out probables and then not follow them. I bet this is right, though. Yeah, because they got travels. It's not their home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I bet bet that's right. Someone says you are high for that take, J.D. Are you high? No. For what take? Being the cup. Which which take? Which take? You said Iowa State was going to be Penn State. Sure, I'll stick by that. Give me the path. Give me the path. (laughs) (laughs) All right, they win 25. (laughs) That's easy. Yep. You're going to lose 33. Yep, you got to win 41, 49. 49. You have to win 57. You're not winning 57. Kreiser's not good. Kreiser over the Indian Outlaw is not crazy. <laughs> Indian Outlaw? What are you talking about? 
Friends call me Bear Claw. You don't oh my listen. god! You don't listen to <laughs> Tim McGraw, do you? All right, car wins. Yep, he and, and he could he could maybe get bonus. He could maybe get a major. Oh, mm-hmm. stop! Stop! That's not even that crazy. What car majoring Facundo's like a, a a giant stretch? He almost did it to Kennedy. And then obviously you're gonna lose seventy four and eighty four, but then you win ninety seven, and then you lose heavyweight. Yeah, I guess not, that, I was gonna win ninety seven. I wasn't. That, that's five and five. Yeah. You're right. I'm or no, that's right, if you if they win fifty seven, that's six and four. Six four. Kale on um, the hot seat. Hey, can I bring up something? Larry Jensen just asked a good question. Can I say something? It is the youth coaching stuff. Yeah. And this is I was actually just thinking about this last night because I had a I had someone say to me something like, "Uh, I'm gonna bring this up to him when he's not happy later this season." Or is there something about the person's lack of work? And mm-hmm. then when they get the, the subpar results because of the lack of work, they're going to shove it in their face, essentially, right? That's what you um, do. <laughs> yeah. And while it's true, while it, while it totally may be true, um, and so I should ask Larry's question because it made this one made me think. So what's the plan with kids that think that they're so much better than they really are? They think they know the moves, but continue to pummel in tournaments. Okay, so deep down, those kids don't really think that. Right, because the the results in wrestling are obvious. Right, they're creating a facade with their behavior to mask some type of insecurities. But in wrestling, if you're getting your ass kicked, you're getting your ass kicked, and you you know, like there's no faking it. Right, mm-hmm. you just know. Um, and so the same thing with the kids that's doing not doing the work. The kid already knows. They already kid. The kid already knows. If they say no, I'm fine. They're lying. They are lying to you. Right. Um, and so. I told you so's never work as a coach. They only backfire. Only back. That's it. They only backfire. Because what it does is it creates it creates a larger barrier between you and the athlete, where the athlete is then more defensive and they're more prideful mm-hmm. because they don't want you to tell them I told you so. And if you do, they want to tell you go after yourself. Um, so obviously, if if that kid who say not not doing the work that's necessary. You need to figure out why are they not willing to do the work that's necessary, and maybe, maybe you know what? Maybe they don't want to be great wrestling. That's not for it's not for everybody, right? It's for some people. It's not for everybody. But if they do, you know, if there there are those kids who <clears throat> they want to be good at wrestling, but maybe they're not as consistent as they should be. Maybe they got some issues at home, right? Maybe there's something built up in their head that's you know uh, keeping them from from doing what they need to do, and maybe it's some friends, right? And so you need to be the per as a coach, you need to be the person that says, "What is the issue here? How can I help you solve the issue?" Right? I know there's issues because I know you want to be good, right? And if there's not, and if that person say they don't want to be good, so they're a high school athlete that wants to play three sports, they want to be a decent wrestler. Let them be a high school athlete that plays three sports and is a decent wrestler. That's fine. Whatever. That's that's what they want to do. Right. Don't try to say, well, you didn't wrestle in the fall, so now you're not going to go to state. Like, well, yeah. they want to play freaking football. That's what they wanted to do. Yeah. Right. And then you shoving in their faces, making them not like you. It's not it's not creating the result that you want. So I told you so. It's very, very rare that they work. I don't want to say never, but it's pretty rare. So how do you um well maybe lesser so than this that question, but when you observe kids, and I, I see this at the, at the club, like guys are, you got a guy that's really good at defense, hard to take down in the live, and then they don't take any risks in, in yeah. the live, and then they don't get scored on, and they probably win the live yeah. go, and then yeah. 
they get to the tournament and they don't attack and there's guys that can yeah. score on them and then they're screwed. How do you approach that in the practice room? I think that's easy. So you, you what what is a co- what a coach needs to make it feel like is it's not it's you're my athlete, Christian. It's this is not me versus you. This is me and you moving the same direction, right? Yeah. And so there's there's that let's let's say that scenario. This is there's two really easy ways. Number one, Christian, I freaking told you you didn't shoot it all in practice. You dumb dumb. That's why you lost. You suck. Okay, that's, that's negative. And that that's works. me versus you. Yes. That doesn't doesn't work. It doesn't, oh, doesn't work. work. Got right? it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> It creates, it creates animosity. Me and then me and you don't like each other. You're mm-hmm. less likely to listen to me. You're less likely to keep coming back to practice. Right? This is not good. This creates a lot of bad, bad feelings. Okay. The other one is Christian's sad after he loses because and and he's been stubborn in practice. And obviously it's not gonna this is not a one-time thing. Sometimes it takes a lot of times. Christian, man, hey, did that feel good to lose? And you're saying, nah, it didn't feel good. I didn't like that. Hey man, I'm trying to help you. You have to be able to have offense to beat these guys. You can't just have defense. We've we talked about this, but now we got to do it. We got to do it in practice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like you don't want to lose. I know you don't want to lose, but in order to not lose, we have to have offense. So in practice, when I'm asking you to shoot, that's what I need. I don't need you to win in practice. I need you to learn how to shoot. I know when you shoot in practice, you're going to lose more because you're not as good at it as you are at your, as your defense, but it has to be done period. That's it. Right. So let's go get this done. And now the kid feels like, okay, the coach's got my back, right? He wants to see the best of me. And so now when I ask him that thing in practice, hey, you need to go shoot. We well, we talked about this last Sunday when you were crying because you lost. We talked about the benefits of shooting. It's now you got to go do it. Well, coach, one time you told me if I shoot another head inside single, you'll make me walk home. And then I had to walk home because I just like shooting well, single legs. <laughs> Christian Piles, you are – I mean, for that athlete, they were old enough and mature enough to understand that rest some wrestling matches need strategy. <laughs> yeah. When do you start to? Um... So we don't teach strategy till later because I think okay. I think too I think too often, and some smart kids figure it out themselves. But if you give kids too good of a strategy early, um, it makes it too easy for them to win. Right. Um... I also, so I don't, I don't okay. want them that. I want them to just think about skill development and, and 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 have them a little harder. And then as they get older, 15, 16, 17, 18, you develop specific styles for that person's body type, athleticism, all that type of stuff. See, I kind of thought you were going to say <laughs> something else. I thought it would be almost uh, getting strategic, like overly strategic for a match or for a kid is like – could be like paralyzing and like, cause then you're only thinking like single threaded through one way of scoring, winning, whatever. And then like, you're not thinking about the, like the expanse of wrestling that's actually at your disposal, yeah. which I, I could see that happening. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, obviously some kids get, when, when they get a certain strategy, they do get really good at that specific strategy and that leads them to winning a lot of matches. And this is generally when the, the parent is rewarding the winning versus the like getting better at wrestling. Um, and, and so then that kid is then so locked into that one or two things, they'll never change, you know? And then, so then changing them when they've been doing it for five years is like, I won't say impossible, but it's really challenging. Give me an example. Okay. Um, sort of a fake scenario, but the average sort of amount of tactical discussion you would have with a junior in high school before a match that is of match. Um, it's not even really before. I mean, it might be a little bit before match, but a lot of it's in practice and stuff. Like, okay, we're in a private lesson, like talking about watching the matches, talking about it. 
Um, so I'll give you I'll give you exact one I have with Sinclair because it doesn't matter. I can talk, I can talk about the strategy. So Sinclair's um, uh, quarterfinal match at Super Thirty Two was relatively good. It was close, right? Mm-hmm. And then his, his semifinal was not really all close. I think it was three or four takedowns to zero. Where the the sem- the quarter was three or two. The kid in the semis was significantly better, right? And this is what Aiden has to do moving forward is Aiden's best attacks are off someone trying to beat him, right? He's got great down block go behinds. He's got a really good drag. So people start reaching and he does these things like really, really at, at a very elite level. Okay. But that dude in the, in the quarters knew he knew this dude's better than me. I'm going to try to do as little as possible, which is going to make it really close. And then at the end, I'm going to try to sting him and win, mm-hmm. you know? So that's kind of like that. That's if, if someone's not as actually Aiden Sinclair employed this strategy against Mitchell Messenbrink when they were freshmen and juniors, and it made it a really close match, made it like three nothing, you know. Yeah. So it was like sm- very smart on his part. Um, but so then, like then moving forward, and then so Camden McDaniel, who was a semifinal, I thought he thought he could beat Sinclair, so he actually went and tried to go get him, and it turned out more negatively because he couldn't go get him because he wasn't good enough, you know. And so Aiden moving forward now, the better he gets, the more people are going to say, I am not going to do very much against this guy because I know he's better than me. And so I'm not going to attack him. And if that happens, if the guy clams up, his best three moves um, become limiting. And so he needs to find a way to go put his hands on people, put pressure on them and open up and create his own offense. And then when he does, he's going to do it. I mean, he's he's really driven and he's really smart. He's going to figure it out. And when he figures it out, then regardless of the, the strategy they try to use against him, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So that would be a good one. So, you know, we've had that discussion. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's like that with certain people. You know, if um, Mitchell Messerick and I, we had a really good – he thought he could win by shooting exclusively from the outside, you know, and, and that was really a big switch for him is, you know, you can use it. It's a great weapon, great tool. You got some explosives, but you have to be able to do other things also, you know? And so that's like, like and then so that for him, it took, it wasn't, I told you so. He lost to Pinero and he lost, not Pinero. Uh, no, he lost to Ferrari and whoever else the hell he lost to it. Freaking Super there too. That was, that was the moment for, it clicked. It was like, Mitchell, I've been telling you for three months and you won't listen. Like, do we want to do this again? Or can, can we, can we, can we figure it out? And he's like, and it clicked. He's like, boom, figured it out, you know? So, but it was like, it was like, it had to be, I'm helping you. Not, I'm, try, I'm not trying to do, I told you so, but even though I, I did tell him so, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it, I told you so. I'm doing a, I don't like seeing you lose and I want to help you win. Can we do this so you win more? Yeah. And do those, yeah. uh, for, for, for Mitchell's tactics, does that get, do they get sort of forged, the, the bad ones the that you were trying to correct? They get forged by having a lot of success in the practice room, having a lot of success locally, and just you kind of feel like that's your yeah. your way to win. Well, he would be. I mean, even in his case, he would be having a. And this is all right. This is this is where the challenge is. He was having a decent amount of success nationally too. Placed the Super Thirty Two twice. Placed the Fargo. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, he was good, but it's like okay, you're good, but you still lose to these other really good kids, and you don't want to be. You don't want to be good. You don't want to be number nine in the country. You want to be number one. That's what you're trying to do, right? And that's like these kids, like you'd make me realize like you want to be better than what you are, right? Or the kids you're trying to beat are the kids that these tactics are necessary to beat. If you And if you don't employ these, those kids, you're going to keep losing to those kids, right? And there's even that, that concept of, uh, there's that concept of 
Well, people at similar skill levels can lose to different strategies. So now you have to develop tactics to beat people with different strategies, right? Because if you're, we'll just say for sake of simplicity, strategy A, B, and C, you always beat strategy A and strategy B, but you lose strategy C. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know that, and that's that. You see, as a college, right? Because it's not like the number five doesn't always beat the number twelve, right. right? The number four doesn't always beat the number fifteen, and a lot of that is is tactics and strategies and 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 skill sets. So you need to develop as many skill sets as possible so you can beat those other guys. Gotcha. Yeah, what, that makes sense. It does make sense. Okay. What uh, slight switch? What sort of um, okay. for guys that uh, let's say we're in a tournament. Um, yeah. What's the typical, the average sort of preparation you see guys do right before a match? You're going to have three, four matches in a day. Tactical? No, just like getting up and getting ready. Like what is the variance of like preparation you see that you think is, is good? Because there's a lot of different ways to do it, but what, what did you yeah. do? Oh, I think I think one good warm-up at the beginning of the day and then and then minimal ones after that. Because if you want, I think if you warm up for 30 minutes for every match and you have five matches, you're going to be exhausted by the end of the day. Yes. yes. Um, what sort of mental stuff did you do? Or do you recommend? I figured out how to get locked in. That was a, t- took me a while, but I figured it out and I was able to get everyone, everyone's got to figure out their own process for their own click, you know, their own thing to click and they, to where they, they get locked in to where they need to be. What um, was your that's process? Kind of a, how did you get locked in? Uh, for well, for me, it was actually staying relaxed. Stay. Uh, I actually had to, an easy ability to get focused, but my problem early was I would get too focused too early, and I would wear myself out mentally, and then I wasn't as acute when it was necessary. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So there, and there's obviously people who struggle with that, like the overthink. They really kind of they overthink. They they consider too many possibilities, too analytical. Um, that's good in the practice room. That's bad for competition. You gotta let it go. Competition, you gotta be able to let it fly. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. Wanna get to some questions? We we still haven't talked about the fact that RBY and Vito could wrestle this week and we can't uh we choose the talk. show. We talked about that. That's a good All right, point. Who's gonna win? Why didn't we do a pick on that? Because I guess cause it's not It's not guaranteed to happen. Didn't we do Iowa State Penn State ones? We talked about it. We didn't like Okay, make... we did we didn't do any pick 'ems for that? Okay. But we have okay. who, who has a better uh, chance to be Penn guys, State, Iowa State, or Cornell. A... Wait, hold on. I got a question. Can we do a? Can we do a few pickums on? Uh, you can make Monday your pick right night, now. Or Tuesday or Tuesday morning, like JD sends us like three to five picks or something like that. Do you want lines? Or yeah, like, do you just want to make picks? Yeah. yeah, let's do it. No okay. lines, duh. All right, it's a party. We'll put them out. We'll put them on wax. Okay, well, let's talk about the match because they're not going to get to hear us discuss Vito RBY. Um, I don't know why I feel it's like a it's a, it is a fun match. Both guys with like crazy <laughs> speed. I just see Vito having a hard time getting to Roman in one takedown match type of thing. Maybe there's a ride, maybe not, but one counter reattack for Roman is the difference in my opinion. But I don't know. You think it's three two? Probably. I don't think it's a shootout. Uh, no, I don't think it's a shootout either. Uh, I think, I, I mean, I think, say, like, versus a DeSanto, I think uh, Vito is significantly craftier 
And mm-hmm. you know, even the Dayton by a long, actually by a long shot, from an offensive perspective, Vito is craftier and I think has a significantly better chance at taking uh, RBY down because RBY does not get taken down a lot. It's, it's pretty rare, right? Yes. Um, I think Vito has a better chance of those guys because he's significantly more dynamic offensively. So, what would you? How do you see the match materializing? I think it's most likely. I think it's most likely that RBY wins, like uh, you said, a slow three-two, something like that. But I think. If I had to rate chances of other people um, beating him, I think I, I might put Vito at the top. I mean, like, I obviously picked Dayton Fix before, but now after seeing that match, that, I, don't know, I can't pick Dayton to win again. When yeah. it's materialized the same exact way, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Cool. Um, it, it's I would um, never it's, pick DeSanto to beat RBY ever. Like, I think it's like a 0% after seeing it that many times. Yeah. Um, What do you think, J.D.? Vito looked really good at Vegas. He did. Kind of, kind of want to pick him, but you know, our RBY is just too sound at, at this point. I just think to, that... to pick against him, it's like you need to see it. Yeah. First, before you can pull trigger. Yes, that's the only true test that Roman could probably feel this uh, this weekend, right? Or this whatever. It's all the weekend until after New Year's, as I said, I stated the last show. Um, yeah, I don't see. Anyone else giving him a close match? But it would be a, it's a big question. It's one of the biggest questions, question mark matches coming into this season. If Vito can beat RBY, there's definitely a path to victory for Cornell in this duel. Yeah. What is yeah, that's true. Without low? Well, not well, that, that matters. He, They're losing that match. Well, what they but you have to not give up bonus. Yeah. Which is a thing. Um I think Iowa State matches up better than Cornell, personally. I think it's about the same. Really? So, Unger over Steen, mm-hmm. Vito over RBY yeah. in this scenario. Probably Bartlett over Cornella, but... It's a match. It's a match. Yanni over Shane Van Ness. Yeah. Yapujan over Bearclaw. Oh, man. Ramirez over yeah. Facundo. Oh, my gosh. Yep. And then you get into 74, 84. But then 97, Cardenas isn't beating Dean. Bastida no. could maybe beat him. They're then, running 74 through heavyweight, Penn State is. That's, that's going to be... Basically. Hey, Foka, Foka, uh, uh, Storaki was close to this tournament last year. It was. It was. Foka was winning three to in two. the third period. Yeah, it was a ride out, right? He had to ride him out the entire third. Yeah, he wrote him out. One on riding time. And if he got an escape, it would have went to a sudden victory. And I think... Uh, if, we were, if we had a ride time, if he would have gotten an escape prior to ride time, he would have won 3-2. Yes. He couldn't. Mm-hmm. He wasn't... Remember, we talked a lot about that because we were like, dude, he was not even close to getting up. It was like... Not even close. He was just squished. It is annoying though. Uh, um, it is annoying how Soraki can ride that well because, like, in that, for example, that two minutes, there was nothing that even resembled the turn attempt. A, a turn, and he did. He was not trying to turn him. Right? It was just. It was literally just a ride, and that's where if you're not advancing to a near fall, I, I feel like you should be called for stalling. I hate people who ride and don't even attempt to turn. It drives me. That literally crazy. won him the match, though. Like he was working did, towards it's, and it's, winning the match. Let's get the rule book up. <laughs> Caleb gets hit for stalling on top, so he's got hit for stalling so many times because he. It's unique for. It is very. Well, I, I'm sort of surprised how much he's got called for. I don't know that I necessarily dis. He's not. He's not stalling in his mind. He's working so hard, but he cannot. 
he has the hardest time breaking dudes down. So guys are getting up. He puts them back down. He's doing all the stuff. It looks very, uh, but yeah, he's not getting anywhere any close to resembling a turn. So he's been hit for stalling in two tournaments, I think like four different times for just like not able to like progress on top. So um, yeah, and actually, youth wrestling. I wish they, I do wish they called stalling more on top because uh, the the discrepancy people are way better on top than bottom generally. So bottom guys have a really hard time getting away. Yeah. Um, so if you gave you know kind of gave the bottom guy a little bit of benefit. All right, let's see. I'm looking at this. Uh, I got the rule book up. What page is stalling on? Oh my injuries, timeouts, referees, and other personnel. You're really doing this? What do you think it's on? Where do you think it's at, guys? Don't I have a table of contents, or maybe Command Command F Command F stall. I just read you the table of contents. Command F. What's that? Command F. It's a search okay, tool. Stall. It's the best. Oh my Command gosh, F. you guys are you guys are my heroes. Disqualification. Uh oh, 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 oh I wow! You guys just changed my life. I didn't know how to do this ever. You didn't know about. I've showed you this. Command F. I have shown. No, you this. no I'm one's sorry. ever shown me this, Christian. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. I hope everyone just heard that. Tyler, our producer, just said we show you this once a month. Thousand percent. Uh that was awesome. All right, I found I found I found it. Okay, let's go. Description of stalling. One or both wrestlers attempting to avoid wrestling action as an offensive or defensive strategy. I had I sat in the corner for a double stall this weekend too. Stalling by backing up, stalling by wrestling on the edge, stalling by kicking out of bounds, stalling by fleeing, stalling by pushing or pulling, stalling, active wrestling. Let's see, dropping down to a leg. That one should be stalling. Waist and ankle ride, stalling. This is where it's like, um, you know, wow, they have a lot of stalling definitions here. This is awesome. Um, for that, for the for the both the drop stalling by dropping down to a lower leg and stalling by waist and ankle ride, you know what they should additionally have um, besides just a five count. I mean, well, why, if referees were bold enough to just call this, we wouldn't have to make a rule on it. But you should have a total time. Like you got thirty seconds. You dropped the leg more than thirty seconds. You cannot do it. This you touch the freaking leg again, stalling. That's it. You're done. Mm-hmm. You did 30 seconds of that shit. We don't want to see any more of it. You're done. You are done. Don't touch the leg. It's stalling. Waist and ankle ride. Listen, if you've been on a waist and ankle for 20 seconds in this period, you suck at riding. You should get called for stalling. Period. That wow. would be awful. College guys, they can handle they can handle the gruffness from, from my part. But seriously, like the fact that it's just you can't do five seconds at one time, but you could do that the you could do four seconds 44 times. It's freaking preposterous. It's stalling. Yeah, it's stalling. Um, stalling by pulling is a rare one. You don't see that. Stall pushing, stall pulling. Just pulling a guy. Yeah. I don't even know what that could look like. Okay. Yeah, so it does not say – I am incorrect here because it does not say uh, you must make an attempt to turn them. It says active wrestling. So I guess that leads active wrestling is up for interpretation of what exactly that means. Yes. Yes, indeed. That's annoying. Okay. Um, what percentage chance are you giving either Iowa State and or Cornell of winning over Penn State? Duels are definitely um, lend itself to more fluky results. Um, I would say 15 to 20% chance for Iowa State and 10%. Maybe maybe five percent for Cornell. 
Um, I think it's really uphill for Cornell. Iowa State, it's pretty, it's reasonable that they went that they went it. And maybe I'm yeah. a little low with 25. Honestly, it could be a little higher. It could be in that 30, uh, 35. Right. I think it's low. One and four. They wrestle four times. Iowa State gets them once. That that feels right. You just yeah. what you don't see, and this is something we we talk about is like you don't see a lot of uh, you know. Duels can be fluky, yeah, but you don't see Penn State guys get upset very much. Um, Max Not Dean much. Th- twice was like definitely sticks out from a Penn State perspective because they just win the matches they're supposed to. Well, you don't see their their best of their best get upset a lot because you don't see any best of the best guys like multiple time national champions get upset a lot. Yeah. I don't think that's specifically a Penn State thing. I just think. If you win multiple national titles, you are better than everybody. Yes. You got a point, JD. You got a point. Yeah. So we will see. Um, yeah, good point, JD. But I mean, we see their mid-tier guys lose. Yeah, and that's Decent and that's what's gonna that could be the thing for for Iowa State. They need to win. They need to win twenty-five. They need they need to win forty-one. Um, 49, 57. If they can get those, then that's going to put them right in the duel. Then they're, you know, then you're just maybe just counting on Bastida beating Dean, um, which pretty much has to happen for them to be in the duel, which I think is one of the more. I mean, I know everyone wants that's, to see. That's definitely possible. I mean, Dean's already lost twice this year. Why not? Yeah. I mean, I think Bastida's the favorite. One takedown at the never period, and he wins. Max should take top. I'm telling you, he he should do it. Cause like, but, then, of, it's, but it, then it's not like so. Okay, so beat Dean if he chooses bottom because he's going to get away for sure, and he's going to get away after a takedown unless that takedown's at the end of a period. So then, then he would need another takedown to win. Well, okay. Well, I look at it a little differently because Dean may not get a chance on top. We know that Bastida's got a real weakness uh, for bottom, just from lack of experience there. Yes, I, I would say probably there is a worst worst case scenario that Bastida just straight up gets away right away from Max. I think that is probably unlikely. Yes. What I think is probably most likely is he rides him out, no turn, so he's going to get riding time yeah. in the IQ. Yep. And then there's the the there's a decent probability he gets a turn, which is almost a guarantee. Think so? There's that much. When has he been turned? Um, well, I, I don't know. He d- he also doesn't go underneath much, and he doesn't get taken down much, which is why he wins so many matches. Um, and I don't know how many when's the last time he was turned, but I don't remember the last time. You know, a, a lot of guys don't get uh, turned much, and Max Dean turns them. So I don't know, just a thought. I feel like Dean doesn't turn the best guys though. He's very good at he's turning. Turned, he's turned he's, guys ranked below like. 15 he turned 20. warner last year that's true he yep t- he turned um hoffman i'm pretty sure maybe not actually that was a crazy close match i maybe he turned him at the um at ncaa's but not in the duel i remember the duel was really close um i don't know maybe not maybe i'm wrong yeah. i th- i think it should be considered i'd consider it but i'm sure they'll have a better game plan than what i'm thinking about <laughs> Anyway, anyway, it's overtime. I'm trying to get work right in before I go to the airport. So uh, okay. I'm going to sign off. 
All right, I'm signing off too. We thank you guys so much for listening. Happy Monday. Remember, we got a watch party tomorrow, 5 Central. Be there or be square. And then we got FRL Wednesday. And no no Thursday show this week. And we don't really need one because it's uh, after talking. Are we going to be talking about how State beat Penn State on Wednesday? Possibly. (laughs) It's a possibility. We won't know until we do that show. And that's when you'll find out if they won. Win or lose, I might be talking about it. Let's go. Thanks so much, guys. Hope you guys have a great Monday. See you later. Thanks, Ben. See ya. Bye.